bowl of Alka Foods Moran Bowl. It's Saturday Morning Crunch. We review the Saturday morning cartoons as nominated by you. I'm your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and I'm joined along with... John. Johnny Capcom. Hey, John. And we're also joined along with... Keith the RoboDuke. At RoboDuke on Twitter. That's right. RoboDuke on Twitter uh, and uh, Instagram. I don't know. Is that public? It's it's private if I like you enough. It's a private. Yeah, maybe oh. I'll let you follow me if I like you enough. Awesome. And you can also uh, see what absolute hot tracks Keith is laying down for Read Only Magazine issue two. Make sure you go pick that up. ReadOnlyMagazine.com. Keith did a really cool thing where he did two soundtracks to listen to while you're reading the magazine, which is neat. And uh, Johnny Capcom also appears in issue two adventure with a another fantastic article. So be sure to check that out. ReadOnlyMagazine.com, now on sale in both physical and digital. Also, I want to let everybody know that there is a video interview with me that I did with BossRushGames.com. It's on their YouTube channel. It's a part of their 1v1 interview series. I talk about history with podcasting, OneRadT.com, and of course, ReadOnlyMagazine. So head on over to BossRushGames.com. Great website address. Like, very easy to remember. (laughs) So easy to remember, even I could forget it. Anyway, uh, yeah, go on over there. Check it out. I did an interview with them. Video interview. Something different. And uh, go support their channel as well. All right. We are talking our first live-action children's show. You know, normally we do cartoons. We're talking animation. This is a first for us. 
Finally. Finally, yes, I know. <laughs> Everybody has been waiting for this. Yeah, they've been wanting howdy doody, but uh, we're doing something a little bit different. We are doing Shusha, not Zuza, which premiered September 13th, 1993. It lasted a total of one seasons with a total of 65 episodes. It was put out by Lynch Productions, not associated with David Lynch in any way, and MTM Enterprises. The show itself is this weird amalgamation of children's game show and also variety show, which for the time, 1993, was actually kind of a popular genre. I watched a lot of these things as a kid. Did you, Keith? This just reminded me of Bozo, which I didn't oh. really watch a lot. Keith, how of- old are you? Oh, uh, what Bozo up, the Clown? Was that, did they re- did they bring back Bozo the Clown he in the was, 90s? And I, I, I think in the 80s, 90s, there was a more modern color version of Bozo the Clown. Oh, did he wear clown? leather pants? <laughs> He was an Image Comics. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember Bozo the Clown, but I remember like, what was it? Wild and Crazy Kids on Nickelodeon, which was a kids game show where they split up kids into teams. And then there was like Finders Keepers and Nick Arcade. Oh, yeah. I stuff. mean, I was thinking of more of the like host with games kind of like it just, uh, like, you know what I mean? Oh, with okay. different segments, like I was expecting there to be some kind of public domain cartoon. I was watching those shows as well. I didn't even think to relate it to them because I mean, those those are a lot easier to follow than what we watched for this. <laughs> I don't know if it was that difficult to follow or if it appeared very foreign for an American audience, which I'm going to guess is why it only lasted one season. This is probably more similar to like Sabado Gigante, I guess. Well, that's outside my wheelhouse. Would you like to describe that show? Just like a Saturday night show that was on Univision. Like I remember seeing commercials, just that kind of a TV show. Like I'm like, oh, this feels like the children's version of that Latin American, South American TV show. Lots of songs, dancing, weird people in animal costumes. You know, it, it, it felt a little more akin to Keith, was that show called Saturday Giant? Yeah, or like Giant Saturday or something like that. I, I'm pretty sure that was the name of it. I literally didn't cross my mind till we were recording, so... Was, was El Gigante from, uh, from WCW involved at all? You know there were definitely some luchadors on this show at some point. Yes, it, it translates to Giant Saturday or Gigantic Saturday. Interesting, interesting. Well, we're not talking about that show. Oh, man, well, it's a Saturday show, so we'll have to do a Saturday... Saturday Night Crunch and review an episode of it. (laughs) So uh, Shusha is this amalgamation of a a game show, a variety show. And yes, there's anthropomorphic characters with these prosthetics that reminded me of a show that I would watch when I was a child. I think it was called Zoobly Zoo. And it was human beings with these prosthetics to look like a rabbit or a bird or whatever. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about that when we were watching the show, too. And I'm like, you know, here's all these boomers bagging on the younger generation. Like, oh, look at these furries over here. What'd you expect was going to happen? You were feeding us nothing but that content when we were children. It's like, here's Zoobly Zoo, and here's Minerva Mink, and here, check out Gadget from Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Like, you didn't think that would affect us at all? Yeah, you can go further back and be like, look at Maid Marian and Robin Hood. Like, it's been going on a long time. I think we found Keith's crush. Oh, dude, as a young kid, yeah, dude, what, Maid Marian? What a, uh, the fox? <laughs> 
All right, well, let's talk about Shusha. So it was a Brazilian export that was based on a show that had a very long run in Brazil called Show de Shusha. Show de Shusha. Thank you. Show. Oh, Show de Shusha, which was Shusha Show yes. in Portuguese. It ran from 1986 to 1992, and of course, it was hosted by Shusha. Uh, more specifically, Shusha Mendegel. Which is very close to Shusha Mengele, which puts me off because it's Brazil. I, I had a whole joke set up, but I'm like, nah, I'm going to I'm gonna try to not go for that joke this episode. But John brought us right there. Yes, the boys in Brazil. It's a thing. Whenever you're talking to somebody from Brazil and you'll meet people from Brazil every now and then and they'll be like, hey, my name is whatever, you know, very Brazilian sounding name, or, or then they go, "Hi, my name is Wagner Rottenwurst," and you go, "Whoa, okay." Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm Rico Heidenreich. Oh, yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's a spicy name, or should I say, a not spicy name? There, yeah. Well, Brazil is no different than many other countries where they do have lots of immigrants, and Shusha's parents were immigrants. Uh, she's of Italian, Portuguese, Polish, and Swedish descent Wow! that uh, I learned in my, my research. She's a Brazilian television host, a film actress, a singer, a model. She's a hustler. She's an, uh, like, and not in a bad way. I'm saying, like, this woman works. And she is a superstar in Brazil. Yeah, I mean, she is a, a certainly a, a megastar. If you if you talk to people from Brazil and bring her up, she did their eyes will go a bit wider because she uh, essentially raised a generation of people through the television set. Right. She has the title of Queen of the Children in Brazil. It's, um, I mean, not the worst group of people to be the queen of, I guess. But I mean, if the king of the men invades, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All the modern medieval things being kind of grody, the the term queen of the children, just I'm like, my brain goes to Game of Thrones and I'm like, man, if your name was that in Game of Thrones, I don't know if that would have been a good thing. Yeah, I would. Right. We're putting a different oh totally filter on yeah, it. yeah 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 whenever yeah. anybody though like whenever anybody goes oh i want to be you know i'm a princess or i'm a prince or i'm a king or all i can think is get the guillotine right <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna liberate these children <laughs> it's like some part of my brain just goes why are you so obsessed with these outdated santa sangra bullshit titles what makes you feel like you're entitled to rule over people huh is it your fucking <laughs> eyebrows that you're so proud of and uh or whatever it is there's a tiny Che Guevara inside my brain i think that uh has his day every now and then shusha uh got her start as a model when she was 16 and she started appearing in magazines and then ultimately ended up in men's magazines including playboy which is scandalous for us americans but in brazil they're like hey let's have her host children television shows which is just a different culture. The sexuality is different there than it is here. And I think some of that actually might have contributed to the show's failure here to launch is because, like, that doesn't really fly here. I have a theory about that. That's yeah. um, I often think hotter countries, like, they must be more used to seeing people's bodies because of the heat. Mm, sure. Mm-hmm. You that know, makes sense. like I often thought that I'm just like, it must be a thing like where in like I live in northern Europe and uh, like there's this like stereotype almost about like, oh, man, down in southern Europe, where all the hot, sexy people are. And it's I think it's 
to do with that where it's like yeah they're they're just less inhibited because of the heat because they're like i will die if if i wear a, a hoodie you know you're you're not too far off because there's a common adopted theory that particularly with the english language and more specifically in america the reason why there's a southern drawl is because of the climate because it is hot and you're less inclined to move quickly because you don't want to you know exhaust yourself or perspirate or whatever so you take things slower whereas in the colder climates people tend to talk faster because they they want to get things done in and out and back into the warmth. I have a theory uh, as to why Shusha doesn't work here in America if it's this whole sexuality thing. Uh, Protestants. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. There, yeah. There's, a, <laughs> there's an undercurrent. Yeah. The the, the uh, gross sexuals stuff happens on the casting couch, not on the screen. And thank goodness for and that. It happens in your dirty mind when you watch things and attribute your own dark thoughts to them. Right. Yes. <laughs> so okay. So so she did have this past where she was involved in certain adult magazines. Yeah. I mean, there was that. She was in Playboy, which is you know, I mean, that's not. I don't think anybody clutched their pearls over that. Um, but she was in a like. Just a, if you Google her, you'll you'll discover that she was in a film that uh, has not aged well, which is a pun note I think about it because she was an adult and had sex scenes with a twelve-year-old boy in it. Yikes! Yeah, which is a thing that happened more than you would think back then. Uh, there's a film called Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song, which uh, is like considered the first. Uh, of the black exploitation genre, and uh, you can't get uncut copies of that because the director Melvin Van Peebles was like, "Ah, I'm gonna get my son Mario Van Peebles to do a sex scene with this forty-year-old uh, woman at the beginning of it." And uh, naturally, most governments in the world went, "Yeah, that's not going on the DVD. You can fuck right. off." Yeah, Bolero's another one from back then. That's like pulling the collar way out and ripping it this is a thing that we don't we take for granted in the modern world like we just go that is verboten you know that's fucking off limits it's fucking scumbaggery you know right but in the 70s in the 60s the good old days <laughs> um, oh boy. it was uh it was considered fucking fine to the point where you could buy pretty repugnant stuff over the counter in many european countries right, right. and uh we'll leave it at that yeah, well, when uh, Shusha blew up to be a icon for children, there was definitely some regret about her past because I know she was involved in some sort of scandal where she tried to buy every copy of Playboy magazine that featured her and destroyed them. Or t- tried to destroy them, right? Uh, oh, I'm sure that was a, a complete folly. Like, it's that, it's that thing of, don't look at that. It's like, of course people are going to look at it. And now even more. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Lucas say something like that about Howard the Duck? That, like, if he could destroy every copy, he would? Sure, he tried to destroy all the copies of that, the Christmas special. Howard the Duck's better than any of those prequel movies, George. Uh, yeah, definitely. Sorry, I just think of George Lucas going, what's the matter, you don't like Howard the Duck? It's got practical effects. You wanted those, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I got Warwick Davis and a Ducks. Is it Warwick Davis? It probably is. Imagine being Leah Thompson. <laughs> Be like, all right, so here's the sex scene you're going to have with the duck. Excuse me? No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, we rewrote the script. You're going to you're gonna have sex with this duck. No. No, I am not <laughs> no, doing no, that. No, no, they wouldn't say that, no, Kyle, would they? They go, we rewrote the script. You're going to fuck the duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my god. Uh, speaking of fucking the duck, there was supposed to be... <laughs> what a transition! <laughs> I try. Uh, th- yeah. There was supposed to be an album, Talk To Me, which we heard that song in this episode that was a compilation of all the songs from this first season of Shusha. It was going to be released coinciding with season two of this show, which also, side note, they had to shorten these songs for the TV show, which I'm surprised because those segments were all were way too long, even shortened. Sure. Uh, but season two never happened. So the album was never commercially released. Uh, it was quite rare to get a burned copy of this CD uh, because uh, the only way they could get these songs is they were ripped from VHS tapes released at the time titled uh, Shusha Funtastic Birthday Party and Shusha Celebration with Cheech Marin. <laughs> we'll get more into the special guests who appeared on Shusha. Yeah, there's some really but good Cheech, special Cheech guests. But Cheech Marin, a very odd choice. Yeah, like what, was he doing his stand-up? Was he doing like his half of well, Cheech he, and at this Chong? point, Yeah, he was done with Cheech and Chong. He was trying to break out into, you know, being, he's an actor. He's appeared oh, in a yeah. lot of different things. He's doing his character from, um, from, from Dust Till Dawn, doing the Barker character. Telling yeah. the kids about all the <laughs> pussy they could get. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I lo- a few of the songs on her album were Talk To Me, which we heard all about her trying to learn English so she can bring her love to America. I'm not sure. No, I got to I got to stop you there. We got to pump the brakes now. This this is and I know you're not doing this, but this is a common thing with. Uh, Americans when they see somebody like Shusha on television and she is she's trying her best to speak very good English and in my opinion she speaks very good English but she's going to make mistakes because it's she seems genuine in her earnestness as well to want to learn right but it's a common thing for Americans to watch that and think that that's funny because she's not speaking the way that they speak but what's funny about that to me is here's a woman who speaks English, Spanish, and Portuguese, and there's a large portion of Americans who are adults who can barely read. Yeah. You know, and English is their only language, but they see Shusha struggling with the word manatee, and that's yuck-yucks for them. She focuses very much on the important topics of the time with the titles of these songs, like say Shusha's Alphabet, Shusha's Dance, Shusha's Dream... Yes. Frugi Frugi. <laughs> That's probably my favorite because what the hell is that? Yeah, I, I, I don't remember the translate. Oh, whole America. Please give me the spelling on whole. With W. W-H-O-L-E. Oh, okay. Not a sexy song. No, not. No, 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 no. I, but I do think maybe she's speaking of like North and South America. We're, we're one whole right. America. Yes. Uh, yeah. And finally. Not according to American or not. And by that, I mean your America. <laughs> yeah, but once again, I can see her earnestness. She's trying to be like, you know, coming to this country to bring something different. Uh, and also the final song, my favorite, No Drugs. Yes, these are very like literal titles. <laughs> yeah, but... What's the song about? Oh, it's Shusha's Alphabet. What'd she title it? Shusha's Alphabet. Oh, okay. Well, to be fair, she's talking to children. 100%. You're right. Exactly. You're right. Exactly. Which they also, previous to the show airing America, there were Shusha dolls. And they were a huge hit. And uh, but once people saw what she was after the big sale of the dolls, nobody was really interested. I hope uh, that no drug song was like a straight edge punk song. That'd be uh, tremendous. Yeah, I know. Oh, dude, I'll look up no drugs on Spotify right now. I guarantee there are like <laughs> ten songs by straight edge bands with the title "No Drugs" on there. So yeah, I also did research about the the toy line. Uh, a couple things. 
I think this this was like the standard prize that was given out because I'm watching like I jumped around to a few different episodes because of all these different special guests that Keith's going to touch on soon. And I was like, well, what are they giving the children? And I like I saw, you know, a binder or coloring book or something with some markers. But there was always this box that said Shusha all over it. And it's about the size of a Barbie doll. So I imagine that's what they gave everybody, including the boys, which, hey, man, welcome to 2021. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. it's What we expect in the running man home game. <laughs> but it was just this generic package. I'm pretty sure they were giving those dolls out to everybody. And the doll was very popular because it was uh, one of few dolls, maybe for some markets the only doll that was an you know a quote-unquote ethnic doll it wasn't this you know <laughs> aryan barbie it was something even though yes i know why john's laughing because of shusha being bleach blonde and everything else but she's brazilian it's and it's a real person it's an identifiable person so it helped the popularity of the doll as far as what I found in my research. Let's talk special guests though that appeared on this show because this is where it gets really buck wild. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm sorry. This is one of the many elements where it's buck wild. Yeah, yeah. And where our, uh, our special guest I didn't mention uh, here in the list. These are some of the other notable special guests and also titles of the episodes. They would just title the episodes off of who the special guests were. The, uh, the most notable being Alvin and the Chipmunks. Sure. Which, when I looked up, was the costumes I imagine were for one of those, like, live stage shows that were in the 80s. Yeah. Like, Muppet Babies Live. Yeah. I may have seen Alvin and the Chipmunks live. I'm not sure. The American Gladiators. Right. Probably because they were filmed in the same studio, I bet. So, uh, beyond the American <laughs> Gladiators, uh, we have Jeff Dunham, who Ugh. I didn't realize even had a career back then. Two episodes with that racist ventriloquist. He was associated with the show past the two. Ep- I think he only appeared as a guest for mm-hmm. two episodes. And when I saw that he was associated with the show, I immediately was like, oh, my God, how- what did he do for children? Right. Especially for this show that's all about, like, bringing people together of all different nationalities, because we'll talk about the set. But there's like flags of all the nations and the yeah. world. She comes out of this big globe at the beginning. Uh, the Shusha, the-, the character for the show is all about love and uniting and and. um caring about one another and, and being a part of one world community. Uh, so I was like, I gotta see this Jeff Dunham bit that he performed for eight-year-olds. This fucking dickhead called a six-year-old in the audience ugly. Granddaddy! Alright, well King Kong is very famous or something. He used to beat his chest with his fist. Uh-huh. Can you do that? Uh-huh. Girl. What? Girl. Are you going to do it for a pretty young lady here in the audience? Oh, I want to look around, see if we can find a nice pretty girl. Anybody you want. How about, uh, how about, uh, right, right? Oh, she pretty. Name? Tell me your name. Diana. Mmm. She pretty. She's very pretty. What about the young, meeting, young man sitting next to Diana? Ugly. <laughs> no, he's a good looking young guy. Take a, take a closer look. My brother! <laughs> it's not your brother. i sorry. Just joke. <laughs> I, 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 like, if you needed another reason not to like this piece of shit, I don't care it's 93, and I don't want to hear your snowflake bullshit. Six-year-olds don't even understand why it's Tuesday. And, like, here's a, a cute cartoon puppet calling a six-year-old boy ugly as a joke. That shit flies when you're performing at, like, Yuck Yucks or some comedy bar or something like that. 
You don't do that for children, you fucking idiot. His whole shtick is fucking annoying. And, and you know, the, I get all the claims of passive racism and everything like that. That's a six-year-old. Like, clearly didn't have a child psychologist on set. When Once you said that, I didn't even want to watch that clip. But I think to, I think 9-11 had a big effect on Jeff Dunham and his popularity, if I had to. Uh... Yeah, and let's move on. It, it had a big effect on Frank Miller, too. Let's move on. <laughs> 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 oh, oh God, that big comic on all wasn't a Saturday morning cartoon. Anyway. Who uh, else we, were guests on this show? Hey, much more fun. The Harlem Globetrotters. Always yes. a great time. Waylon Jennings for two episodes? <laughs> Rebel country star Waylon Jennings? Those poor kids had to suffer through two shootings of Waylon Jennings. <laughs> like, what? And uh, this popped up notable for me, Ron Lucas, who is actually a fantastic non-racist ventriloquist. Uh, he had a special that aired on the Disney Channel called Who's in Charge Here that I had taped off TV. I watched it all the time. If you're interested in an actual good ventriloquist who doesn't rely mm -hmm. on bigotry or calling children <laughs> ugly for his jokes... Uh, look up Ron Lucas. It's Ron with two N's. We also had Cheech Marin on the show, of course. Yeah. We have the Olsen twins, Raven yep. Simone, the Ringling Brothers Circus apparently rolled through, which I know that's not cool anymore. And a few yeah. notable strange named episodes I found. Mess of Mutts. Two episodes of that. <laughs> they just released fucking feral dogs. <laughs> That's what studio. I think. Yeah. They're just dogs running through the studio along with the episode marsupials. So like a bunch of marsupials. Same thing. They just Same released thing. a bunch of marsupials. <laughs> they just start throwing koalas at children. Um, we had orangutan. So I imagine that was probably one of those famous orangutans just hanging out with her. Uh, yeah. for a whole episode, and it wouldn't be the early 90s without Rebel Ropers, Skate Squad, and Team Rollerblade. I noticed you left the episode with, uh, with William F. Buckley off the list. The Hot-Blooded Challenger Club podcasts are a proud affiliate of Animation Legends. Head on over to AnimationLegends.com and scope the large assortment of animation cells they're offering. Own a piece of animation history. For just $25, you can get five different cells from some of your favorite animated shows. Shows like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Vampire Hunter D, Captain N, the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, Star Wars Ewoks, and many other. And you can pay even less with our special promo code RINGS at checkout. That's R-I-N-G-S. Go to AnimationLegends.com or click the link in this show's description and tell them that the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club sent you with our promo code RINGS. Oh, hey there, listener. I didn't see it come in. Well, since you're here, let me personally thank you for listening to this program. 
If you'd like to show your support a little bit further, check out the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club. That's hotbloodedchallenger.club. You can become a member for as little as a dollar a month. And with that dollar, you get access, early access, to premium episodes of this very podcast. What's a premium episode? Additional content that's cut just for club members. You could be listening to that instead of this advertisement right now. And hey, don't have the buck, but want to support the show? Leave us a five-star review on your podcast catcher of choice. Honestly, it, it goes so far to help our algorithm. So one day you could hear me advertising for uh, comfortable underoos or a really good mattress or yet another subscription box. But regardless, thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get back to the show. Shake, Loki. Shake. Now back to our show. And just a fucking buzzing dildo fell out and rolled on the ground. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, so I, did, I started that. Oh, uh, my gosh. Okay, we are back <laughs> to Shusha. <laughs> you got to be a club member to get exclusive content. Otherwise, <laughs> oh you're boy. just listening to commercials and missing out on the laughs. And boy, did we end on a good one. Visit hotbloodedchallenger.club and join for as little as a dollar a month. All right, we got we to gotta get going. <laughs> We're, we're, we're yeah. closing in on an hour worth of recording already. All uh, right. Did so, yeah. everybody see Shusha as a kid? Yes? No? Okay. Moving on. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> so, personal history with Shusha. Why are we even talking about Shusha? Because all of a sudden, I was thinking back to shows I watched as a kid, and I, I wanted to pick a weird one. And I was like, what was that kid's show with the hot Brazilian singer? And I Googled that, and the first thing that came up was Shusha. And I was like, that's it. It's Shusha. It had the X, and I would call it Zusa. Yeah, that's it. And it has the weird anthropomorphic prosthetic people that are being a panda or a cheetah on the show. Uh, so I was like, guys, we got to review the show. So how did I discover the show? Well, it was on UPN when I was a kid in, I, I believe, fifth grade. So I was like 10 or 11, just on the cusp of too old for this show. I remember having a crush on Shusha. Because she looked like Samantha Fox, who I also had a crush on. And I discovered Samantha Fox from a cassette tape that I found in a parking lot of a Kmart or something. Oh, just a step below finding porno in the woods. <laughs> Can I derail this for a second? Oh, please. Um, I, I'm sorry, Kyle. Uh, you, were, you, were, you had us on the tracks. So I know I have to take us off yeah. just for a moment. Because UPN, right? Yeah. Like, I had a friend years ago, and his gimmick was he'd come up with <laughs> when he would see, sorry, when he would see, uh, what's the, an initialism, or right, yeah. whatever it's called, right? And he didn't know what it was. He would just fucking make one up for it, like, you know? Yeah. And uh, SmackDown used to be on UPN, so we'd hear about it. Right. Over here, because they'd refer to it on commentary. And I remember asking him one day, because I knew if I prompted him. He come up with something, sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we like we were watching fucking SmackDown one day. I I just turned to him and I goes, "So what does uh, UPN uh, stand for?" And without even taking a second, he just goes, "The Ultimate Penis Network." <laughs> Real mature. I, I couldn't get it out. Oh fucking hell! It's so stupid. <laughs> well. I, I believe it stands for United Paramount Network or Paramount's in there somewhere. Uh, well, and it, the I heard show... it's the Ultimate Penis Network. <laughs> right, so very good. <laughs> and it, this show would air just before I had to run out 
to the bus. So I, I'd catch like the first 10 minutes of it, maybe, which was just enough to see Shusha on television. And that was good enough for me in fifth grade. Uh, John, when's yeah. the first time you watched Shusha? Like <laughs> three months ago. Yeah, it didn't make it across the Atlantic. <laughs> I was dumbfounded by it, though. I'll be honest with you. Like, because there's so much content crammed into every second of the show. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, there's a lot of strangeness in there. Yeah. Well, I, they have to get to dropping the chicken. Drop a chicken! They do. I think that's the thing. She goes, drop a chicken, and then goes, and I'm going to go, did she just fuck with me or something? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, like, you know, King from Tekken is doing backflips. <laughs> 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 Action. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, Jam the Jaguar earlier in his, later in his yeah. career became king in the uh, mid to late 90s. Well, King literally had a, a, an outfit that he was wearing, like a hoodie. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. The, it, which is brilliant when I think back on it because he had Zubaz pants on. And, the, and, and, and Jelly the Panda later on went to uh, switch genders and become Panda. Uh, yeah. Kuma's girlfriend. The, uh, yeah, what was it? Mees? Oh, Z- uh, we're not talking Sh- Tekken. We gotta stay on track with Shusha. <laughs> Keith, what what is the first time you watched Shusha? I saw, I think I saw Shusha was on the Family Channel uh, as okay. well. Yeah. Back in the day, and I just remember seeing it, and much like you, being like attractive blonde lady, right? And then being like, "What it? I'm done." Like, and, and just kind of would click away after uh, admiring her, and that would be it. Yeah, know? the show has no plot. It's no. Th- it's just it's... broken up with these crazy segments, which, again, to be fair, for children's live action shows of this nature, isn't really all that bizarre. It just has this kind of Univision feel about it. And not just because of the host, but because of the set, like the colors, the choices. It's all very 90s, but it just has this tinge of this isn't quite ready for prime time. It was high budget, but it wasn't enough. Like it didn't hit that Pee Wee's Playhouse level of production quality, which to be fair with that, it wasn't all that high either at the time. But do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, she's no Sharon Lois and Bram. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) She ain't got no elephant up there, man. She she she's very it's she, because she's trying to speak English. Like I'm sure if she was speaking in Portuguese in the Brazilian show, which ran six years, she probably would have felt more in her element. Sure, but like it. Like, there is this air she, that she feels very uncomfortable for a yes. lot of the everybody. Segment. Stay for the songs; they're great. Come <laughs> on, we have good song coming up. Everyone sing. Yes, John pointed out that there is this level of desperation throughout. She's like completely exasperated the whole way through. It's like, don't touch his channel, please, please. I'm losing money every second I'm here. <laughs> Come on, children, you must sing. You must sing, or you will never leave. The the segments all have this ambient noise of two hundred plus screaming children. That is not the two hundred plus screaming children on the set. No, like, it's no, no, no. they're piping it in, and it's oh. just it, it's unnerving. It's <laughs> like Jeffrey Epstein's mixtape. Oh like... gosh. <laughs> 
And they keep putting all these weird sound effects through everything. You know, yeah. the, the opening goop time where oh, the kids goop do time. a very double dare. Like, okay, I couldn't watch that. I, it kept making me want to throw up. Oh, yeah. I, at first, I thought it was like a slime. And then when, what's his name? Uh, Jelly, the no, Jam the Jam Jaguar. Jam the Jaguar. Jam the Jaguar goes over the rules for these two kids to play this game, and they got to find these coins. At no point does he say they have to use their mouth. No. So at first I thought it was just like, you know, the slime that you buy at a toy store. It's like jello, I guess. But yeah, it it oh, it grossed me out. Like oh, watching the kid. It's worse though, like because they've got their faces in it. Yeah. And then like at the end of it, uh, is kissing them. Yeah. Oh. And she like eats part of it. She yeah, does. she licked her. She licked her lips and said, "Mmm, good." And I, <laughs> mm, I was like, good. "This is fucking disgusting." Well, yeah, it wasn't just that they were eating it; it was they were getting they were clear giant bowls, and they were giving you shots. Yeah, un- underneath, yeah. right, of them going for these coins with their mouths. And she I'm she like, was into it because she got like down at that level and was watching them just get oh. all yucked up in these. This this bowls. is one of. Yeah, this is one of those things where I'm like, hey, Lynch Brothers, uh, is this a fetish? <laughs> the ki- the hey, we're the Lynch Brothers. Though. We like Shusha feet and Jello. What can we say? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a goop theme going on. Jam the Jaguar. Yes. Jelly the Jelly Panda. Panda like, right. Yeah, there's some goop action here. Uh, I was going to say, I th- there's a bit where um, one of the kids says, I want to say hi to my boyfriend, Josh. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and at that boy. moment, I was like, oh, I bet it's Josh Henderson. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, dude's a, that, that dude was getting it from an early age, for sure. <laughs> so after Goop Time, Ed Alonzo comes on stage and performs some- He's on some... five episodes of this show. Well, you know what? He's a very competent magician, knows the audience, did a very good job with the kids, did some really decent magic that it would you'd see at, like, well, no, I, I shouldn't say that. You wouldn't see it at a kid's birthday party because I've seen kids' birthday parties with magicians and they're definitely not at his level. But it was good. It was tame. The only thing I didn't like about his act, he's just strangling the shit out of that duck. Oh, yeah. I felt like, bad well, for that duck. As Pendulet put it, animal acts aren't created through love. Yeah. That's the, uh, that you know, all people who work with animals like that are scum. Uh, that's as close as I'll get to being a member of PETA. <laughs> <laughs> And the reason I can say that with confidence is he's ringing this fucking goose and fucking really? these children. <laughs> I bet Shusha wanted him to fucking slam dunk a chicken. Into the- <laughs> <laughs> drop a chicken! Come on, drop a chicken! I had to rewind. I literally had to rewind. Yeah. I was like, wait, what did she just fucking say? Yeah, like, th- those are words, but they didn't make any sense together. You know yeah, every like, time guess- you say it, I'm dropping it in, right? Her saying it. <laughs> So after the magician, we get our first singing with Shusha. She does her first musical performance. And boy, did it make me feel uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> I was like, I this is going way too long. I don't like this. Yeah, it was like the intro. The intro is also way too long. It's, it's just- a bit where she's singing about little kids and she keeps rubbing her fingers together. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like... She's it's just like gaslighting sh- us the entire time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is when she's singing Talk to Me. Yeah, this is that segment. Yeah. I just felt like I was being lied to or being conned or something the whole time. <laughs> After the singing performance, uh, we get Ask Shusha. That's the segment. They actually put big 
colorful titles on the screen. And somebody asks her about manatees for some reason. <laughs> She's like, Shusha, what's a manatee? And they cut to some B-roll of a manatee. Oh, my God. And the panda, like, holds up the kid's drawing and is like, well, that's not a manatee. This is a, like, the kid did this nice drawing and he's like, what a shit drawing, I missed kid. That. Here, let me learn you. <laughs> that panda is supposed to be the English speaker, right? Yeah. And I remember the words he used. He goes, hey, that's pretty pictures, but it's not a manatee. And they're going, well, you don't know the fucking... You, you don't understand grammar, do you, dickhead? <laughs> so after we get some B-roll of a manatee, uh, we get to our next game, which is presented by Jelly the Panda. And it's called Chicken in a Basket. That's, I guess, when they drop the chicken. Drop a chicken! And it's a seesaw game where they put rubber chickens on a seesaw, hit the, the one end of it, and try to launch them into baskets. The kids on both teams always win. Like, there is a clear winner, but there is no loser in these games because everybody gets prizes uh, at the end. And after that, hey, guess what? More uncomfortable singing, but now let me just preface here. I did not put my joke in the notes because I didn't want anybody to take it. So now Keith and I get to do a joke off, okay? Oh, so, shit. So, Keith... What's the name of the dragon? Uh, the dragon's name that she rides on is a Sibian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she starts the performance riding on this dragon that's just going up and down. Now, the joke that I didn't put in the notes because I didn't want anyone to take it was she's riding on Hitachi, the magic dragon. <laughs> <laughs> you win. You win. Way better. Bravo, sir. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Yeah, gold star, man. Holy thank you, shit. Thank That's, you. I, just, I will give us both pats on the back because I, I saw your joke. I'm like, well, I ain't taking that one, but I had my own. So we're going to have to bring them both up because I like mine too. Uh, so after the singing performance, we get our, I guess, child safety tip. This is kind of like the wrap of the show. And she's like, hey, look, when you want to get out of town, just let your parents know when you'll be back. It's basically what she says. <laughs> Hey, kid, if you're going down to the corner for a pack of smokes, just tell your parents first. <laughs> and then it's the end of the show. Now, what I didn't realize was the show we watched was episode 65. So it was the last episode of the season. Oh. And instead of doing the usual thing that she would do at the end of the show, which was she would bring a child on stage and give them a kiss on the cheek. Creepy. Our magician instead is like, hey, hey, I did a lot of good magic. Hey, hey. <laughs> and asks for a kiss on the cheek. He's like, Shusha, I killed six fucking geese for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this all explains why Shusha's so exasperated if this was the last episode. Because they filmed 65 episodes in six weeks. Yeah, yeah totally. Like, that's insane. And I, this is not derogatory. She's a workhorse. Like, th this yeah. woman put it in, had high energy on every episode I ever watched, and was like 110%. Credit given where credit's due. Uh, and that's it. That's where the show wraps. You know, she, she, you know, she does another singing perform. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She doesn't sing. There's like an instrumental happening, and she's saying goodbye to all these children who are uh, waving the flags of their nations, supposedly. And she goes up this long staircase <laughs> where a globe uh, closes around her. Yeah, she goes back to sleep until the children call her name again. She can take she can take her helmet off inside the the globe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping though, like the like that I catch like one flag that was wrong. I was like looking. I was hoping like there'd be like a, an apartheid era South African oh, gosh. flag, oh, Jesus. or North Korean flag or something. Yeah, but no. 
They were all tame. Uh, the usual suspects. Got a USSR flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, before we wrap up, let's just touch on a few things, particularly about the set. Uh, I did. I don't want to say anything looked cheap. It just looked off from other shows that I was watching at the time. Like I knew something was up with this show. Host aside from being Brazil, just it's it felt different. But that being said, there was a lot of money spent on this set. It appears very big and it looks on par, at least in scope to a Nickelodeon set. Maybe not Legends of the Hidden Temple or Finders Keepers, but the level of uh, Double Dare. Well, Shusha spent her own money on it. So like this is a a vanity project, more or less, Hmm. where she, she had her show in Brazil for years. And then like basically, you know, you got these Lynch brothers. Uh, yeah. involved as well but we like feet we like jello we like shusha we're the lynch <laughs> <Yeah>. brothers <laughs> but, uh, uh, she did put her own money behind it like she ran like that's the thing like she was uh she was the power behind the throne as well as sitting on it you know yeah and she had the money to do it and she still does yeah yeah it was uh 150,000 to 200,000 an episode like or like they they gauged that it was like that for the set I think and it cost her like 2 million altogether for the That's an that season. that money right there is an episode of the Mega Man cartoon. <laughs> and I'll tell you what you couldn't see that on the screen you certainly see the money on the screen with this show. That goop ain't don't come cheap man. Goop yeah goop's expensive especially <laughs> that that amount of goop. That's like uh $7 worth of jello right there. Yeah, see Nickelodeon, they 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 had the, the goop plant, like they hit the gold mine. That's where the fountain came from. Like they had to import their goop. <laughs> they tapped it under Universal Studios, and I drank from your milkshake with a very long straw. <laughs> I drank that goop. I mean, yeah, Florida's full of trash. Where do you all think it seeps down into the ground? Drainage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess the only other thing we could talk about is Shusha's singing, which I watched her sing in Portuguese. She's a very competent singer. Again, with the American version, she just seems very uncomfortable or desperate the entire time, probably because her own money's on the line. She's like, please like me. Please like me as much as the kids of Brazil like me. I'm so sorry I can't speak your language very well. Be patient, please. Yeah, I'm I'm so sorry I, I don't speak English perfectly because I know three fucking languages. <laughs> yeah, she was like, but I think it, like she was literally seeing the, the money dropping through the trap every second she was out there. Yeah, like, sure, I, I, sure. I, I, it must have been on her mind. Yeah, if this doesn't pop, this is a wash. Well, on top of that, like the reward versus the risk. She's like, I'm going to fucking conquer the United States. Right and then, I mean, she would buy like she she like Shusha could have potentially been the Jeff Bezos of her, of an alternative timeline, you know. <laughs> but she definitely had. I mean, anyone who comes out of a giant globe, they have plans of world domination. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> I have all the children of the world behind me. Behold, I am queen of the children. They are my army. So, <laughs> so just like the fucking Pied Piper, John. What would you yes. rank Shusha? I mean, it wasn't... I watched this episode three times. Wow. Okay. Wow. We got a Shusha fan. A Shusha simp, if you will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got time I, to change was, those keychains? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, sorry. They're already in production. It was more so to do with confusion. I'll be honest with you. Like, I couldn't fucking make head nor tail of what I was watching. Yeah. 
And I was like, I watched it when you sent it to me originally. Yeah. And then I, like a few days later, I was like, what was that? And I watched it again. And then I watched it again last night before we uh, we did this. Uh, so I have to give it a four, but even though I didn't enjoy it, so like, like I didn't like the music. And I, I'm not particularly enthralled by the charisma offered by Shusha. Mm-hmm. And I know about fucking manatees. So there's nothing there for me, but I watched it three times, so I have to kind of give it something. So that's uh, why it gets four. Not a lot of people know this, but John is to manatees what Margaret Howe is to dolphins. <laughs> that joke's for yeah, me. But, uh, <laughs> give it a Google. Yeah, yeah well, I teach the manatees. <laughs> I teach humanities how to jerk themselves off. Uh, I don't... How about you, Keith? How many cereal bowls are you giving Shusha? Uh, I, I gotta say, I'm glad to have finally watched an episode of this. Mm. Something I was only mildly aware of and named for years, you know? Uh, now that I've been exposed to it, I'm gonna forever be haunted by it. Yeah. Uh, so, I would, I'd give it a three. You know, it's a, it's a foreign cereal not meant for American uh, palettes, unless you're the greatest <laughs> pedophile pop star of all time. Yikes! <laughs> Good, you what? guys. You have to call him that. Yeah, it's I the know. The only way you can call him the greatest pop star of all time is you have to say the greatest pedophile pop star of all time. All right, well, modify it. I'm giving Shusha four out of uh, ten cereal bowls as well, purely based on the oddity of all of it. Uh, it is a strange, strange program. And, uh, you know, now that that Dank Dank Kush is available in more and more states, uh, maybe you'd like to give it a watch. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, this is totally a get high with your friends and be like, hey, check this out. Because it is a weird one. Well, that just about does it for us. I'd like to thank our hosts for joining me on this episode. Thanks, guys. And also the members of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club, without whom this podcast simply does not happen, period. No show without them. If you'd like to become a member of that said club, the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club, please, 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 please. I'm like Shusha right now. Please like me. Visit (laughs) hotbloodedchallenger.club. You can nominate a Saturday morning cartoon for us to discuss by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your nomination. You can also fast-track your nomination by becoming, yes, a member of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club for as little as a dollar a month. And here's something to do. Check out the notes in this episode. We've updated that recently. There's a lot of helpful links. Particularly, you can go right to our Discord and join up. Our podcast numbers keep growing. Our Discord, not as fast. Why don't you come on over, visit the community, have a good time? Because I'll tell you, it's a highlight throughout the day for me. And I know John just went through uh, a very uh, difficult, rigorous uh, education track. And uh, he, he said to me, and I hope this is okay with me sharing this on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the highlights for him trying to get through this program was just dipping in to the Discord and having a few laughs with our great community members. Oh, definitely. I was going to offer a, a, like an, an aside where it's like every time my brain filled up with course content, I just tap on the Discord thing. I'm like, what's going on in here? Is somebody talking about Sonic? Is somebody talking <laughs> about, uh, you know, is there is there somebody sharing uh, old magazine covers? Yeah, uh, horny SNK advertisements. I needed in on it. And, uh, <laughs> It's a it's a good time. Sure, sure. And we take for granted sometimes the the uh, virtual communities that we're a part of uh, when things are going good. But I'll tell you, you know, and I've shared myself with um, medical things that I've gone through. Some things that got me through some dark hours in the evening was just putting on my headphones and listening to a show I enjoyed. So if we're that for you, 
I'm glad we're there for you. Yeah, come to our Discord and uh, simp for Bethany with us. <laughs> yes! Simp for Beth! So until at next time... To- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, at least she isn't real. I mean, there's some dignity in that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are, are, are we all just uh, starting to exist in that movie Her now? Is that, is that what's happening? Bethany is leading us down that road. Well, oh <laughs> with all that said, and boy, there was a lot of it. Hey! Drop a chicken! Drop a chicken! Vai pra trás